you we bless you we magnify thee we love you and we want to be in your presence we want to thirst for you we want to long for you we know that that is your desire and we desire that also that we will thirst for you long for you hunger for you seek after you with all our hearts speak your word to us this evening in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the saint said, Amen. Amen. You may take our seats in the presence of Yeshua, our Mashiach, Jesus, our Christ. Amen. Praise God. I used to think in the past that Christ was his last name, like David Saki, Jesus Christ when I was uh, a new convert. And then I realized that Christ is what? Who, who can tell me what Christ? The meaning of Christ. The yes, the title. Amen? Amen? Amen. Christ is a title. Ajin, you know that Christ is a title. It's not his last name. It's a title of the Mashiach, the, which is he in Hebrew, or Hebrew Mashiach, which is the same as Messiah or in the Greek, Christos, which is Christ, which is the same thing, hallelujah. And it's the anointed one, the king, the, 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 the Lord of hosts, I mean, or, or God. I mean, it represents God, the son, but it is the anointed one, the king, hallelujah, the king, the anointed one, amen. Today, I want to share with you something new but important for us as Christians. Because I believe that we all want to please God. I believe that we all want to do the things that we need to do as Christians to touch the heart of God. I believe that these are important for us to understand so that we will be blessed, so that we will live long. There are different things that a Christian can do that will cause them to live long. Amen? So many things. But before that, I want to say God bless you all. And God bless you, those in Minneapolis. God bless you, the online viewers, everyone. I want to say God bless you. You are welcome to the service. Amen? Yeah, so there are different things that we can do to give us a good life, long life. What are some of the things? Honor father and mother. What are some of the other things? Honor God. Hallelujah. And let me show you another one in Proverbs 11. Let's start from 27 to 31. And I'll let you know which verse I'm zoning in on. Proverbs 11, 27 to 31. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor. If you diligently seek good, you earn favor. You get favor. But he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. Wow. It's not only... So falling is... Uh, only by pride cometh uh, uh, contention, and then pride is before a fall. Now the Bible is also saying that those who trust in riches will fall. 
but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Now the wind, meaning that you inherit nothing. You live and die with nothing. And the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of righteous, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. We're waiting at 31, please. One, one more. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. Mean that the righteous will be rewarded on earth. M much more the wicked and the sinner. Let's use NLT for verse 31 and then go to verse 32 also. NLT for verse 31. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, how much more true that the wicked and the sinner will get what they deserve? Did you see how King James made it a bit blind to us? Hallelujah. Now verse 32. Okay, that's it, 31. So let's go back to 31 again. If the righteous are rewarded here on earth, how much more true that the wicked and the sinner will get what they deserve? So the righteous will be rewarded on earth and in the afterlife. So the righteous should not only be expecting, oh, let me suffer here on earth because in the afterlife things will be well. It's not scriptural. What is scriptural is that God will bless you in the afterlife. But this verse says, if the righteous are rewarded here on earth, meaning that the righteous are supposed to be rewarded on earth and will be rewarded on earth. But if the righteous are rewarded on earth, how much more the wicked will get what they deserve? Now let's go to verse 30 where I'm looking. Verse 30 says what? The godly are like trees that bear life, giving fruit, and those who save lives are wise. King James. So another thing that can make you and I wise is winning souls. King James, please. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Now, many people call themselves wise, but the Bible has its definition of wisdom. So which one do we choose? Do we choose God's wisdom or we choose man's wisdom? Man's wisdom. Let's look at James. And let me show you another thing in the book of James. Um, How many are hearing the word of God? James 3. Let's start from 15 to 18. James 3, 15 to 18. The wisdom, okay, let's, let's go to verse 11. 12. 13. Okay. James 3 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or a good manner of life his works with meekness of wisdom, meaning that humility, meekness. Continue gentleness, meekness. 
But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, some people I've spoken to say, I, I, one of my old bosses, I was taking him home. And I, I was listening to my pastor preach. And then he said, oh, are you one of those born again believers? I said, yes. And I said, what about you? Do you believe in Jesus? He said, oh, I don't believe in these religious things. I believe in people. Because he was trying to say that people were hypocrites. People, this envy and fighting one another. I also went to serve in people serving people, one of the shelters in Minneapolis. And I was talking to, engaging someone in Christianity about salvation. And the person said, I've grown up in a church. I don't have time for church because there are a lot of hypocrites and people who pretend, people who backbite, people who, who, who fight. There, there, there's no unity in the church. So there's no point in going to church. That's why Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, if you are going to turn to it, make sure you don't miss here because I'll come, by the time you finish, I would have come back here. John 13, 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. The same way you should love one another. By this, John 13, 35. By this, by what? What is the this? By showing love to one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. So bitter envying and strife in your hearts. Glory not. Don't, don't be proud of strife, bickering, envy, Oh, no. Because even the pastors in Jesus' time, they crucified Jesus because of jealousy. So there's so much going on in the Christian, in the church, hallelujah, and outside the world. But you and I as a church, we are supposed to represent Christ. People should be able to look at us and say, wow, this is what love is. This is what the church should be like. Because in the world, we can have all the fights and the quarrels and the envy. But in the church, it shouldn't be that way. Don't be excited about it. If you, there's bitterness and strife and envy and all these things amongst you, don't lie against the truth. Continue. The wisdom descendeth not from above. This kind of wisdom is not from God. So it means that anyone who thinks that they are acting on behalf of God by bombing abortion clinics, acting on behalf of God by, I mean, fighting and insulting people who are not doing the right thing. I'm talking about even abortion clinics and some of these rights people are fighting against, abortion rights, all, this, all these things. What is the, the gospel? When the people are saved, all these things will fall into place. But many people are focusing on the, 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 the symptoms versus the situation. So you see people who feel that they are fighting for Christ, the crusaders, and they were killing people, all sorts of things. I don't know if you are getting what I mean. Many Christians feel that, let me fight for God. But God says, I can fight for, I mean, I can fight my battles. So the wisdom, this kind of wisdom that we just read, is not from God. It's not from above, but it is earthly, sensual, and devilish. That's why you and I must do our best not to be quarreling, not to be fighting when, when, when people are talking about you, ignore them. I hear people say so many lies about me. Ignore them. God, at the end of the day, is going to justify. If people lie about you, ignore them. Just focus on God. Maria Woodward Etta, she always, John Alexander Darwin, some of the people were bashing her. A woman shouldn't preach. This, that, that. So many things. In so, I, mean, I mean, discrediting her. Are you getting me? 
All she said is that I'll leave everything to God and to time. And she was vindicated by God. So always remember that leave everything to God and just do what you are doing. Amen? You do what you are doing, you leave everything to God, God will honor you. Can I have an amen? For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. There's confusion. Where Once there's envy, once there's strife, there's always confusion and every evil work. Continue. But the wisdom that is from above, am I preaching? This thing can easily change my message, but this is not the message. But I'll, I'll, I'll say it and then get to my point. Am I preaching here? But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Pure. Wisdom to the pure. All things are pure. You have a pure heart. You, you, the wisdom from God is pure. It is peaceable. So meaning that even if you are wronged, but because you are in Christ, you seek peace. The Bible says that we must pursue peace. We must seek after peace. So it's, it's peaceable. The peacemakers. We must be peacemakers. The Bible says that follow after peace or pursue peace and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So you and I must, must, must be peaceable. We must pursue peace. We must, we must be peacemakers. Gentle. So a peacemaker is someone who will follow First Peter 2, 24. Or 1 Peter 2, 20 to 24. Let's look at 1 Peter. The, anyway, the, the peace one I was talking about is in Hebrews. Follow peace and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. 1 Peter 2, 20 to 24. This is the peaceable, this is the wisdom from a God. From God. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted or, or, or whipped or whatever, or punished for your blood, or give, you've been given blows. Am I getting, are you getting me so far? For your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable for, uh, uh, with God. Meaning that if you've done wrong and they are punishing you, and you take it well, no big deal. You, you are supposed to take it well, they will punish you some more. But if you have done good and you are punished for something you didn't do, and you take it well, this is acceptable to God. For even here unto were ye called, meaning that you and I were called for this example, cry because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, imagine, insulted, he reviled not again. When he suffered, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. That, that's, that's the peaceable person. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Let's slip back to J, uh, James 3. And let's continue. The wisdom, this wisdom, okay, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, and easy to be entreated, meaning that you are not the kind who says, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to let go of this matter. 
I'm going to deal with this matter till it's concluded. <laughs> easy to be entreated, meaning that it's easy to just let go. Full of mercy and good fruits. Mercy and good fruits. Without partiality. I always try to be fair. Of course, I'm human, so I miss it many times. But there are some who are trying to be partial. And without hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is someone who will come to you and hug you and say, oh, yeah, I want to be by you. Oh, I, I, I miss you. And then you tell them that uh, your theory is that you are supposed to stay behind and just be civil. No, 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 and hug you and I miss all sorts of things. And then later on, go and say that, say something different. <laughs> That's hypocrisy. So someone who is pretending to be something they are not. Did I explain it well? Latterly. That, come. Hey! Okay, you do the hey and I'll tell you. Oh, hi. How are you? It's, it's okay. I hope everything is good. No, it's okay. Be careful. You, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. That's not what you, you, you've been told to do. You've not, been, you've, been told, you've not been told to do that. No, then you say that, no, 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 I want... No, 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 I want... And then you go later on to say that, say it the other way. That's hypocrisy. Let's none of us do that. Hallelujah. That, that, that is very, very well. So hypocrisy is something to avoid. Amen? And the fruit, that's why I said that people must be honest as Christians. Amen? Anyway, let me finish this and get to my message. And the fruit of righteousness is shown in peace of them that make peace. Next verse. That's it. Okay. So, you can see that the genuine wisdom of God comes by being peaceable, being pure. Let's go, let, please, let, let me, help me. Being peaceable, being pure, being gentle, being easy to be entreated, or full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Hallelujah. Now, this is wisdom, but the Bible says in Proverbs, uh, what do we get to? Proverbs, um, let's get to the verse I had before. Let me find it. Proverbs. Uh, 11.30. Good. Proverbs, 11, next time just shout and say you got it, please. <laughs> Proverbs 11.30, the Bible says, He that winneth souls is wise. So it means that the one who wins souls will have those fruits. Because God will give them the wisdom to ignore things, to not be quarreling, to not be bickering, and just leave it. Can I have an amen? So you will see people who win souls. There, there, there are some who are winning souls all over the world. You see that they, they, leave, they don't comment, they just leave it. But the other people, so I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So if you are a soul winner, you'll be wise. And when you are wise, you will do the things that God said, the wisdom from above does. Oh, you can put your hands together. Well, did I make sense? Did you understand that? Very good. So I want to share with you some reasons we must be soul winners. 
Yes. Some reasons. That's why I didn't want to change it. But I don't know whether it was God staring me. But let's stay on this until. Who knows? If God is staring me, I'll veer off. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Some reasons we must be so winners. Hallelujah. Number one, Matthew 28. Let's start from 16 to 20. Why we must be soul winners? Why we must win souls? Is it necessary to be a soul winner? Is it necessary? Some people feel that being a soul winner is only for pastors. Being a soul winner, what I mean by soul winner is an evangelism. Uh, 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 doing the work of an evangelist. Going on outreach. One on one. Talking to someone about Jesus. Talking to someone to try to change their destiny. Their eternal destiny. I don't know what I'm preaching to somebody. It's not necessarily having big, big, big functions. Because I believe that if you are truly a soul winner, you are not just going to go on the platform. But you go on the platform, but you talk to the individuals. You go and tell the person on the streets that Jesus loves you. I don't know what I'm preaching here. So it's very important that we must be soul winners. But some people feel that it is only for the pastors or an elite group. Only an elite group should be soul winners. Am I preaching? But the Bible is saying that every Christian should be a soul winner. Now, this is very important. Let's read on. Matthew 28, 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. You always have doubters. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All authority. Use NESB for this. Just this verse, and we'll go back to King James. That word, power, is all authority. Is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All of authority. Continue. Go ye therefore. So, every Christian has been given the authority by Jesus Christ. Delegated authority. Jesus Christ has given us all the authority we need. Authority is delegated power. So, if Jesus is saying all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. If that verse applies to the general Christian. Then it means that what else, what is following applies to the general Christian. Am I preaching here? But some people feel that, yes, all authority on, in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. He's delegated it to the church, and I leave it there. The other verses are for an elite group. Am I preaching to somebody here? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We're going to verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, or always, even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Very, very, very important. Teaching them, so, so, so the great commission, why, what is the first reason we must be soul winners? You must be a soul winner because that is the great commission. 
great command, great mandate, great instruction, great order given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now this is a very powerful message, very, very powerful. Hallelujah. So we must be so witness because number one, God has given us the great commission. And the great commission is for every Christian. Now you think about it. We asked ourselves a question one Sunday. What will happen to all those who have never heard the gospel before and die in that? What will happen to them? And I gave the answer, which is sure, they will go to hell. But God will not be fair. No, God is fair. That's why he gave us the great commission. If every Christian were to follow the great commission, there will be very, very few or almost no one will not have heard the gospel. But because Christians are, are, are uh, today's Christians are selfish, the great commission is not being fulfilled. Oh, I'm preaching here. Because I'm not calling them selfish. God is the one calling them selfish. God is the one calling the average Christian of today selfish. Because the great commission is not being followed. Hallelujah. Number two. You and I must be so winners because we were created to carry out certain good works of soul winning. You and I were created by Jesus Christ or recreated by Jesus Christ to do certain good works he had before ordained that we should do. Ephesians 2.10. How many are getting what I'm saying? If you think about it, if, if, you, had, if, if you discovered a, a secret room in your apartment or your house and you opened it and you saw labels and a video and it was proven that this is the cure for cancer or you had a dream and god gave the cure for cancer and you tested it among with, uh, 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 with a few cancer patients that you know and you were completely healed and you know that it is a cancer cure and you don't give it you are selfish and wicked. And I'll show you that the Bible calls people who don't tell people about Jesus wicked and selfish. Wicked charge. Am I preaching? Because he has told us. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. Let me show you this and then I'll show you what the Bible says about the ministry of reconciliation. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. It means there are certain good works God prepared for you and I to do long ago. Hallelujah. And many people attend church and church is not exciting to them after a point. Church is no more exciting because they are not doing the things that they need to do to enjoy Christianity. And when you, you are a witness for Jesus, you enjoy Christianity more. Otherwise, it's just a social group. It's a social gathering. And many people have made Christianity just a social, nice club. 
nice club. We go to church to meet friends, family, meet a few people, talk, chat, go and eat out. And then that's, that's Christianity. But Christianity is more than that. He saved us to show his glory. He saved us for a reason. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start from verse 12. Or verse 10, actually. Start from verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord. Not, no, most Christians don't believe there's terror of the Lord. Most Christians don't believe in hell. Yeah. Because if a Christian believed in hell, they would, they would do their best. They'll be asking, Pastor, not, not only here, but anyone who is watching who is in a different church, they'll ask, Pastor, when are we going on evangelism? Pastor, how can we, when are we going? Oh, I've been on evangelism many times and I've been asked to, I've been escorted out many times. I went to some casino in Minneapolis. Myself and my cousin were sharing the gospel and the security came and were asking what we're doing there. But we are disturbing the people, of course, because they are going to gamble and booze. And they, they, they wanted my identification. I said, you don't need my identification. I, 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 I know my rights. You don't need my identification. Then as we kept on talking, we were escorted out. <laughs> no problem. We were escorted out. I've been escorted out many malls. Out of many months. Why not? Because I know the terror of the Lord and I'm trying to persuade men. Whilst others are lying and gossiping and saying all sorts of things. Christians, let's do right. Right now, lies, I, I preached on the, the damaging effect of lies recently. I think it's something that we must go back to, listen to. The damaging effect of lies. Hallelujah. Because knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Continue. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in hearts. Don't worry, another time. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Even if we are crazy, we are beside ourselves, it is because of God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Continue. And that he died for all, that they which live, this is important. Jesus died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. Christian man and woman, I'm talking to myself and to all of us. How many of us live for ourselves? But unto him which died for them and rose. You see, again, you see, God is fair. No, you go back to the next verse. Yeah, put it on NLT. God is fair. Do you think God is going to judge people who are working 
and have family and have everything like the, every, the, the, the general Christian. And it's not being paid because God is paying the person. And they are doing all this work for God. And others are sitting and relaxing. And God will reward them the same. Even Hebrews 6, 10 says, God is not unrighteous to do that. He's not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love which has shown towards his name. In that he will minister to the saints and do minister. It means God expects everyone to do it. If, if, if one, you can find one person who is devoting themselves to God and still has a job and is, is doing everything they can, then God expects that it can be done by one person, by two people, by the thousands who are doing it, and therefore it can be done by the normal church member. I don't know what I'm preaching here. That he died, NLT, please. Joel, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. NLT. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live to please themselves. Instead, they will live to please Christ who died and was raised for them. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's continue. So we have stopped evaluating others by what the world thinks about them. Yeah. Don't evaluate anyone by what the world thinks. One, because you might be wrong. There are many times I have judged wrongly. There are many times I got information which was wrong. And that's why Isaiah 11.3 says, that the one who is anointed will not judge by what they hear or what they see because it might not be true. <laughs> Hallelujah. It might not be true. So these days, I don't just hear something and then judge by it. I have to pray about it to be sure because it might not be true. Or it could be a misunderstanding. Or it could be a misinterpretation. So don't evaluate, stop evaluating others by what the world thinks of them. Once I mistakenly thought of Christ that way as though he were a mere human being. How differently I think about him now. Continue. We are just getting to the climax soon. Let's continue. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Now we're getting here. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Christ, Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. This verse, go to verse Corinthians, go to the verse before, 15, 17. Now let's see, let's, 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 let's be honest with ourselves. Is 2 Corinthians 5, 17 for every Christian? If it's not for every Christian, then it means that your sins are still remaining. Because the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, it's a new creature. Any man is in Christ, it's a new cre creation. All things, all sins, all baggage, all problems, the old nature is passed away and everything has become new. So if verse 17 applies to the born-again Christian, go to the next verse, to that same born-again Christian. And, and is joining 17 to 18. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Now, it's only the Christian who has been reconciled to God. So any person who calls themselves a Christian must fit themselves in 18 or they are in trouble. Because if you are not a part of 18, that means God has not reconciled you to himself by Jesus Christ. But look at end. 
and had given to us, all born-again Christians, the ministry of reconciliation. So every born-again Christian has been given the ministry of reconciliation. Now, reconciliation, what does it mean? Next verse. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So the ministry of reconciliation and the word of God in the, the Bible, that, that, that word of reconciliation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is given to us. So the Bible is saying that God is not counting the people's sins against them, meaning that all the sinners of the world, including those who are in Brazil who were blaspheming, and those people who were tearing the Bible and eating the Bible, when I saw them, I was like, oh, God loves you, but you don't know. And I said to myself, imagine one of them. God is merciful, and I believe some of them will be saved. God is merciful and saves that woman who was chewing the Bible, or the man chewing, and they are surrendered to Mashiach, Jesus. They weep about what they did, but Christ has forgiven them if they repent and give their lives to Jesus. But these are all the people that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. God is not counting people's sins against them. What does it mean? It means that God is not angry with people who have sinned and, and, and is saying that you are done, you are doomed, I'm finished with you. I'm so angry with you because of your sins. That's not what God is doing. God is not counting people's sins against them. That's why he has committed to the church the ministry of reconciliation. But the church is full of let's have this party, let's have that party, let's do this. I, I, I'm, 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 I, I am I am showing you how God feels. This is exactly how God feels. That's the time I was having my quiet time and I said, weeping God. How, how, why are you even dealing with us? We, we, we are so unfaithful as pe Christians, people. I was talking about myself, actually. Just unfaithful. That we are not doing what you want us to do. We can do so much more to help your, your cause, but we are not. Even when we are praying, we are praying for other things. We, don't, we are not even praying about our relationship with you. We, we, we don't think about you. We only think about me, myself, and I. I was talking about God. Why do you deal with us? Tell you. You see some people, they will, they, they, someone will be defaming Christ. Someone would be defaming someone else. Christ, let them defame him. No problem, no problem. I'm not going to comment, but I'll comment on this one. Instead of leaving it to God to deal with those who are defaming. Oh, I'm preaching the, the, the gospel. This is how God is feeling. He's talking directly through me. Not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Where are the Christians on outreach? Once in a while, we see people different at few churches on outreach. From Minneapolis to Cleveland to DFW, all the outreaches, also outreach that we go. All the outreaches we go regularly, every week or every, almost every week, unless we travel. We see that very few Christians, few churches are out. Last week, Saturday, we saw a church. 
but very few are out and engage the people. But there are a lot of people who take cake and cookies and meat and things and distribute them and say bye. They don't even say Jesus loves you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. There are many churches who once in a while they go and they distribute food to the poor. But what's the point of distributing food to the poor and then their soul is perishing in hell? No, distribute food to the poor, but tell them that Jesus loves you and died for you. If you can put your hands together for the Lord, that's what we don't, we don't see much. But we will, we will be faithful to what God has told us to do, and we'll do it. And I pray that those watching will also do it. We'll also see that evangelism, evangelism is easier to go in a group. Evangelism is something God expects of the Christian. Now we, then we are now then we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is a representative of a, a country in another country. So an, um, the US uh, uh, ambassador or US embassy in Brazil is United States soil in Brazil. United States all the laws everything by United States is, is is in the embassy. And the ambassador is the representative of the US Embassy or the United States to Brazil. If you and I are ambassadors for Christ, it means that you and I, the kingdom of God, which the only way the kingdom of God can be in the, in, in the, on earth in a certain way, the church is a type of re a representation of the kingdom of God. And of course, the kingdom of God is, I mean, all in us, within us. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is in us. Hallelujah. But the, so you and I represent the kingdom of God, the embassy of heaven we represent. And we are supposed to be ambassadors to, 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 deal, to, to bring the affairs of our kingdom to the earthly kingdom. That's our duty as ambassadors for Christ. So it means that whatever is happening in heaven, whatever God wants to do, wants to do with the world, we are representing him and trying to do it in the world. Whatever laws or rules God wants to apply to the world, we are ambassadors to apply it. We are supposed to be representing Christ on earth. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. It means Latele, come quickly. I'm not sure the two of you cannot be where you are. Please quick, come for an example. One of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. It means God is, is, is pleading. Is pleading. I don't know if you're going to say, God is pleading. He's pleading with the world. Please come to me. Come to me. Come to me. God is pleading. God is pleading. Take it that you are in sin. And I'm pleading. Please come back to me. Come back to me. And you are rejecting it. But it's the ambassador who is pleading on behalf of God. Because God can't come physically to plead. So he has to plead through you and I. Okay, thank you. He has to plead through you and I. 
But how many Christians see themselves as ambassadors? How many Christians are pleading or allowing God to plead through them? How many are getting what I'm saying? How many Christians say to themselves, God is pleading through me. I must plead for his sake because he's beseeching because I'm an ambassador for Christ. How many are getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Next verse. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What's the next verse? Hallelujah. So, why should it be a soul winner? Because God has given us good works to do long ago. Long ago, God had determined that we will be ambassadors for Christ. And he gave us the ministry of reconciling the world to himself. To bring, to bring people into the embassy. And the, the church is the embassy. Bring the people in a dying, lost, hopeless world. People who are going to a Christless eternity. And then bringing them to safety in the embassy. When you watch these World War Z and these movies where there are zombies killing people and destroying people, you see how they are rushing to safety. Because once you enter the boat, there's safety, there's peace. But people don't know that the world is coming to a close. The world is going to be finished. The kingdoms of this world are going to be mashed up to become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. People don't know that. And instead of bringing people to safety, some Christians have one leg in the fire and one leg in safety. But the fire will take you eventually if you are not careful. The fire will take the Christian who is doubling, if they are not careful, who is in between. The world and the pressures of the world will take the Christian if they are not careful. So you and I must come and be ambassadors. And God will give the grace for any Christian who decides that, you know what, I'm just going to do my best for the Lord. I'm just going to do what I can. Am I preaching? Amen. Next one before we conclude. You must be a soul winner because soul winning gives great joy and energizes Christians. Many people don't know the joys of Christianity because they, 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 they are not doing something that is impacting the kingdom in a certain way. Look at Lucas 10, 1 to 3 and 17. After these things, the Lord appointed of other 70 also. And sends them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would go. So, wait, pause there, go back. I mean, imagine how privileged I am or you are for Jesus to send you where he wants to go. Anytime we speak to someone on the streets or we go downtown, 
We are going where Jesus wants to go, and he's allow, we are allowing him to go through us. It's a blessing. Next verse. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Verse 3. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as a lambs among wolves. And then the verse, next verse I told you to write, 17. And the 70 returned again with what? Joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. When you win souls for Christ, there will be joy, there will be energy. Christianity will be sweeter when you win souls. For me, it's a privilege, it's such a blessing to even go downtown. I've not even talked about crusades yet. Just to even go downtown and to minister to the people. Sometimes the people, when you look at some of them with the mental health issues, the homeless, you ask, you, you wonder whether you are wasting your time. But God said, no, 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 you are not wasting your time. Yes. I love these people. I died for them. No, there's no waste of time. Because can some of them understand what you are even saying? Some of them will just say the sinner's prayer. But do they understand? That's not my business. Our business is to preach the gospel to everyone. Amen. Amen. Just preach the gospel. And there will be joy in our Christianity. When we are serving God, we are doing, we, 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 are, we, are, we are serving God, we are doing the work of God, there will be joy in it. Yes, I love, I, I, I love to, 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 to win souls. Not only because it is something that God has put in my heart, but also because it is something that touches God's heart. It is something that pleases the Lord. And you and I, if we want to please the Lord in a certain way, we will win souls. We can't expect Jesus to come and die such a terrible death for a few. For a few. It is a joy to win souls. When you and I win souls, there will be joy. Our Christian lives will have meaning. There will be more meaning to our Christian lives. I remember there was a time when we went to the Indian Reservation. We had a crusade there. Wagner, South Dakota. We had a crusade there. Many souls gave their lives to Christ. And we're coming back. We started to sing and to weep. Thank God for an opportunity to win the lost. To win the lost. Michael, wasn't it exciting going downtown and talking to the people? Yeah. Telling them about Jesus. It, is, it, it, it will bring joy to your Christianity. And you realize that people have issues. Not just... I didn't get this car or I didn't get this type of food or I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sad because I didn't get $10 to buy this kind of uh, 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 lunch or the flower in my house broke so I'm, uh, or, or it's not working well so I'm angry or my table, the, leg, the, 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 the table leg broke or my chair, someone poured something nasty on my chair. Or my chair, I spilled something on my chair in the spot. So because of that, I'm sad. When there are people who don't have, know where their next meal is coming from. When there are people who don't know where to lay their heads. Christians must think about others and not themselves. Am I preaching to somebody here? 
Christians must start thinking about other people. Pray that God will give you the heart to care about souls. Time is running out. Running out. Let me share a true story. I remember I was in Boston <clears throat> with my father-in-law and we're driving. Uh, and this was downtown Boston. Oh, I think, yeah. Downtown Boston. As we're driving, I saw, this was just before I got married, I saw homeless people on the streets walking. And everyone I saw, I was like, ah, these people. Ah, these people. Ah, these people. I was looking down on them. I was looking down on them. Then, it was not an audible voice, but a voice, God spoke to my heart and said, I died for them. They are special to me. Hey. Then, instead of, ah, this nasty person, ah, this nasty person, it changed to, Jesus died for him. Jesus died for her. So, any person I saw, instead of, ah, nasty, it was, Jesus died for him. Jesus died for her. Jesus died for him. It changed. I remember... In Cleveland, we used to go to a, a, a homeless shelter, women's shelter. We'll go there every Saturday to tell people to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to give them some snacks and to sing to them. We did it on Saturdays. But we realized that they were not appreciating us. <laughs> I mean, we, we will organize something for them and they will not show up. And in my mind, if I told a few of us that that would be the last, we are finishing here today and we'll go to another place because they are not appreciating us. I was upset. So as I went there, I was not even in a good mood. I just said, okay, let me preach to them. That's it. As they were singing, I saw that they were weeping. I saw how miserable they felt. And then it's like God spoke to me and said, I love these people. Continue to come. Hey! I did not hesitate. I, I did not waver in going there till I left Cleveland. What? I hear God saying that I love them. And he was trying to say, I love them. This is how I'm showing my love to them. I never stopped. I continued. I continued. I said, I continued. I said, I continued. Yes. Whether they appreciate is not the point. The point is that God loves them and God is using us as an opportunity to bless them and to show them his love. Then they started singing. Oh, how I love God. Even though many of them are not Christians, he still loves them. For God commended his love toward us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. The love was bestowed before we were children of God. And then his love made us children of God. How much more the others? So you and I must think about other people because it is by the grace of God that we were not born into such circumstances. 
how many people could have been born in some very remote village in some far African place with struggling to eat. Families, parts of the family have died and you are alone. And, and, and you don't have any food to eat. You don't even know where your next meal is coming from. Many of us could have been born in those environments. But God has been merciful to us and given us the grace to be born in or at least be born in a privileged environment or at least be in a privileged environment. And yet, we see people who are not saved and we are not interested. Imagine you and I were not witnessed to. Imagine no one witnessed to us and we're still unbelievers. Christian man and woman, I'm asking. And I'm asking myself. Imagine no one told us about Jesus and we're not saved. How, how we will feel in hell? There's someone in hell who was shouting and, and I mean, the, someone had a vision and went to hell and saw his friend and was shouting, why didn't you tell me about Jesus? Why? You should have given me the chance to know about Jesus. You should have. In fire. You should have given me the chance. But they, didn't, they were not given the chance. You and I should tell people about Jesus. If we really believe that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to lose or shun, we must tell people about Jesus. The boldness, God will give you the boldness. How do you get the boldness? God will give it to you. Our job is, what will I say? God will tell you what to say. What is the good news? Everybody who is a Christian at least should be able to tell people what saves them. Every born again Christian should know that I am saved because I believe that Jesus Christ, God loved me or loves me, sent his only begotten son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins. His blood was shed for my sins and God raised him from the dead. And he wants me to accept him as my Lord and Savior. That's it. What do you tell the people downtown? Jesus loves you and died for your sins and wants you to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Then when they stop, then you engage them and then they surrender to Jesus. You ask them right there, do you want to pray? say the sinner's prayer? You don't leave them unless they reject you. But you give them the opportunity to say, Jesus is Lord. When we are preaching, we don't just let people slip by. No. You have to reject him. But we will, we will talk. We will, we will, we will, we will encourage you. We will, we, will, we will appeal to your soul that give your life to Jesus Christ before we release you. Because we don't know whether that person will have tomorrow. This is the day of salvation. And many people go in and out. See us, they slip in and out. And we don't say anything about Jesus. But I know that evangelism, saving the lost, is very important. And I pray that from now on, we will see evangelism as important. These are just a few. There are more. We will see evangelism as very, very important. Because Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'll give you one verse as we close. Daniel 12, 1 to 3. Let's use, yeah, NESB. Daniel 12, 1 to 3, NESB. <clears throat> I pray that we've 
received it. Those watching, I pray that you've received it. Because if you want to please God, and you ever sing praise and worship, and oh, to be pleasing you, is it? I believe that when I'm singing to be pleasing you, Lord, this is all I want to do. I'm praying that he will say, yes, you are pleasing me because I'm doing the things that he's saying I should do. But if we don't do anything and we are singing the song, then we are not being honest with ourselves. Amen? Now at that time, now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book will be res uh, rescued. Many of those who sleep or die, or many of those who sleep or many who are dead in the dust of the earth will awake the resurrection. These to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting content. So in the resurrection, some will rise to everlasting life and some will rise to shame and everlasting content. Those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of the heavens. Who glory. And those who lead many to righteousness. Who like the stars forever and ever. Let's use King James for verse 3. King James for verse 3. And they that be wise or teach wisdom or teach the word of God are teachers of the word shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So it means that those who are teachers of God's word will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to salvation will shine like the stars forever and ever. <clears throat> I want to shine like the stars. The stars are like angels. A third of the stars fell from heaven. They, they are brightness. But will shine even brighter than them. Am I preaching here if we win souls? So these are great rewards. Some of the few rewards for those who win souls. I pray that those who are here, those who are watching, will be soul winners, will win souls, will win souls. I'm not at the word, I'm just at a time. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's speak to him and ask him to be gracious. Ask him to make us soul winners. Ask him to make us soul winners. I want Lord. to win souls. I want to win souls. Make me a soul winner, Lord. Give me the heart for souls to be won for you, O God. 
Give me the heart for souls to be won. I want to be used as a vessel to win souls. Give me the grace to know that I am an ambassador for Christ. I am an ambassador. Help me, Jesus. I want to win souls. I want to be wise. I want to do your will, O oh God. I want to please you, Lord. I want to walk in my ministry of reconciliation, Lord. I know, Lord, you see evangelism as important. That's why you told Pastor Timothy to do the work of an evangelist. Not to be an evangelist, but to do the work of an evangelist. May we do the work of an evangelist. May we win souls. May we win souls, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Whilst we are here, if you are watching, you are here, and you know in your heart that you are not born again. You know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell. If you know in your heart that you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you want Jesus Christ to save you, you want to be born again, then I want you to raise your hands where you are. And I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we bless and thank you for how good you've been to us. We pray that you keep and to you preserve those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We take our seats. Let's take out a good offering. If you have your offering, you have your tithe. Those watching on the screen, you can also uh, be a part of the offering and tithe. If you have your tithe, your offering, and you want to give it to the Lord, uh, the, the, the details will be on the screen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's let's uh, let's share a word of prayer whilst we get wait for the, the information to be on the screen. Father God, bless our offering and our tithe. Bless us as we give in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Jehovah Jireh, my provider, His grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, 
Father God, bless our tithe and offering in Jesus' name. According to his riches and glory, he will give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. One more time. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh. Father God, we bless and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.